0: The San Francisco 49ers improved to a perfect 3-0 with a primetime Thursday night football win over the New York Giants, 30-12. to We're giving out game balls. How did it happen? a reaction from Week 3. Coming at you right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BB Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the locked on podcast network, your team every day, big ups to all the everydayers out there. See a bunch of you already in the live chat post game. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of locked on 49ers is brought to you by the game time app. Download the game time app, create an account and Use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Three 0 crop. Easy, right? Easy peasy. New York Giants, coming to town. Ain't nothing, right? 30 to 12, the final score. Felt a little close, felt a little, it felt Thursday night ish, right? Like you can't expect to roll into a Thursday night game and be all clean and you're all, you know, all practiced up and everything's all spotless and you're looking good. Like you got a dinner party coming over to the house. It's it's a little ugly every time on Thursday night. So the 49ers have proven the last couple of weeks that they can win when things aren't perfect. Things are a little weird. Things are a little ugly and they can go win themselves a football game in a lot of different ways, which is huge for this team and really uh, in a, in a commanding place right now to start the season at three, 0
1: you know, I'm, I'm in a group chat with some Cowboy fans, and, you know, we've talked about those guys before, and they're like, oh, 49ers don't look good. We, we smash these dudes 40-0, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Look, look, the game starts off a little weird. Don't worry about that. Like, this is a Thursday night game. 49ers still score 30 points. I got the text messages right here to prove it. I told them they'll still score 30 points. They'll still get out of here with a blowout win. And what the 49ers do, they scored 30 points and got out of there with a blowout win. Even if it didn't always feel like that, the 49ers were in command. Really, from start to finish. The one thing I really loved about this was, you know, Brock Purdy started off shaky, right? And the more he has kind of like these shaky moments and then comes firing back and finishes strong, I just get more and more encouraged by like what I'm seeing and who he is. So right now I'm like, man, 49's got Drew Brees Jr. And uh, even when he starts off a little weird, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Three and 3 and
0: oh. It's Purdy's. Pretty- Well, we, I think we got to start with Brock Purdy because he's such an interesting player and his style of play and how he wins and where he wins. And, uh, the, it it shouldn't not be a surprise at all. And I just listened to Kyle Shanahan post game talking about it. He said they were prepared for pressure. We talked about it. Uh, I've talked about it on multiple radio shows recently. We're looking at the New York giants, Don Martindale, the defense coordinator. It's what he does. They they. They bring as much pressure pressure as any defense in the NFL. And they brought a lot of pressure, Crock, I want to go to, to the stats here with, uh, with the pressure numbers for Brock Purdy. The Giants blitzed Brock Purdy on 33 of his 39 dropbacks. That's 84.6%. Almost 85% of the snaps, Brock Purdy was blitzed. The highest blitz rate in a game, not only this year, not only uh, this week, But in the next gen stats era, this is an NFL next gen stat uh, 33 of 39 dropbacks, 84.6%. So they had a clear game plan for Brock Purdy. It's like, this is a young quarterback. We are going to pressure this young quarterback and we're going to make him make some mistakes. And that was a clear game plan. You kind of knew he was going to get pressured, didn't quite realize. And and I, I, I thought it might have been closer to 100%. Like, yeah, I can't remember I can remember two or three snaps that Brock Purdy was not blitzed on, right? And it 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 uh, ended up being six snaps he was not uh, drop backs he was not blitzed on. Purdy averaged the fastest time to throw of his career because he was getting pressured by the New York Giants and Purdy's stats versus the blitz, he was 20 of 31 passing, 247 yards and two touchdowns overall for Brock Purdy. His first 300-yard passing game, 310 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, Croc, 25 of 37 passing, and a 111.3 passer rating. So it, he, he weathered the storm. They came out there. And I, and, I, and I love it from the Giants. The Giants were undermanned. They're, they're not as good as the 49ers. So you have a young quarterback who's not played 16, he's not, uh, 17, whatever, but he's not played a full season's worth of NFL football games. His seventh round pick, go after him. I understand that concept. And I think it's a good game plan for a team that's undermanned. And you're trying to beat a team that's better than you go after the young quarterback. And Brock Purdy said, okay, come at me. And there were some mistakes he made, but he, he came out of it on top. Right. It like and Purdy just Purdy just keeps passing every, Every single test that keeps getting thrown at him. And this was a lot of pressure. And then Kyle Shanahan said they expected it. They were ready for it. And Brock Purdy was ready for it.
1: It was shaky early on. You know, I couldn't tell who he was trying to throw the ball to. Is he looking for his players or for New York Giants players? He was definitely throwing to the wrong color. But once he settled in, I feel like he started to settle in once he threw that layered throw over around the uh, left sideline to George Kittle. Beautiful throw. It, the, the, we'll talk about the Debo Samuel one in a little bit, the touchdown to him. But that layer throw might be my favorite throw of the day from him. I mean, just with the touch, the, the trajectory of it, uh, the placement of it, that was terrific. And he needed that because early on it was shaky. You talked about the blitz. I think he felt that. He was throwing off his back leg. He was throwing into the ground. He was throwing before he wanted to. They probably felt like they had something. And clearly he's like, nah, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting warmed up. And once he got warmed up, He was throwing dots. Now, there were a few passes that I feel like got away from a little bit, as that happens to every quarterback every game. But when it was time to make some big boy throws, the touchdown to Ronnie Bell, you know, dropping back with the pressure, and throwing that anticipatory throw to the sideline where Ronnie Bell has a toe tap. I thought that was great location, great timing, especially against the Blitz. Good job there. The touchdown to Debo Samuel, again, under pressure. Drops it in the bucket over the right shoulder of Debo Samuel. Really the only place where he could really make a play on the ball. Gets both feet down. All right. So terrific stuff from him. Uh, he showed a lot of resiliency uh, throughout the night. And, uh, yeah, I continue to be impressed by him every time I see him, which is what we wanted, right? Like you go going to the game and it's like, all right, He's going to start getting tested this season. What's it going to look like? They got film. Somebody's film told them pressure him more and you'll be able to fluster him. Early on, it looked like it, but again, he rebounded extremely well. Another 30-point game for Brock Purdy.
0: Yep, 30 points in every single game this year for the 49ers so far. Uh, There was the two – he threw two potentially interceptable passes on the very first drive of the game, uh, but they weren't picked off. So he, he got away with them. Did you see by the way? Uh it was George Kittle, right? That broke up one of those plays that could have been intercepted on the he first. Did the seat drive.
1: Belt he did the seatbelt celebration. The
0: seatbelt has straps, which is like straps, like he strapped them as that is what a DB would do when he straps a wide receiver and gets a pass breakup. George Kittle, like just to even that tells you where break, where George Kittle's brain is, where his mind is to think of that in a game where he's an <laughs> offensive player that breaks up a potential interception and then throws the straps on. I mean, I was dying. That's hilarious.
1: Never does it. Now, who could have did the straps was that linebacker covering Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey sold Brock Purdy because that was another beautiful throw, would-be touchdown. Down the left sideline, drops it in the bucket. He has it. He thinks he has the touchdown and the linebacker. Kudos to him for knocking it out, but CMC. Help your quarterback out, man. He's hanging in there. He's throwing the ball down the field. That was a beautiful throw. And for everything that we got on him about last week, I say got on him, but we brought up, like, bro, you're, you're missing these vertically pushing routes. I thought he was awesome tonight, pushing the ball down the field to, to the pass catchers.
0: Yeah, that, that was a good play. It was a good play by the linebacker. Kind of just like doinked it out of there. Just barely got it. And uh... do,
1: do you think that it made a difference with no – Brandon Ayuk, as far as like the it felt like a little crowded. Did it feel crowded the, the game a little bit uh without Ayuk being in there?
0: I think that was part of why they probably went so heavy with the game plan because they said, Look, your intermediate to deep guy that makes those plays is is not out there tonight. So that that just solidifies it. We're gonna bring pressure at you, we're gonna blitz the pass, we're gonna blitz the run. If you're if you're running, you're running into us blitzing into those gaps. And so uh, I think that was a, I, the, I don't have a problem with the game plan. Like they, the 49ers just it beat it. Right. And they, they, they weathered the early storm. And as Kyle put it in the post game, they, they zero blitzed on the first play of the game. And by the way, the so one reporter asked Kyle's like, what were you so mad about on the first play of the game on the sideline? He's like, I was trying to think of the play. And then someone reminded him what the play was He's like, Oh, I can't tell you what I was mad about on that play. So uh, there's something scheme-wise maybe that he was mad about on that play. Uh, but, yeah, they were zero blessing from the from jump from the very first snap of the game. And and that first drive, it did look ugly. And there were some interceptable balls, but Brock Purdy came through it okay, made some big throws, made some big plays. The playmakers came to make plays, inc- including Debo Samuel. We'll talk about some of those playmakers.
1: Real yeah. quick. We're putting a lot of emphasis on the first drive and everything. And the 49ers still got points. And that's kind of been the theme of this team yep. where even at their lowest, even at their ugliest so far, it's like, man, interceptable passes, you know, your, your receivers having to kind of bail you out. But, hey, got points on the board <laughs> somehow, some way. And that's just this team. Maybe they're just that good.
0: It looks like they're that good. I mean, they're a team that's, that can overcome things, and you can lose a player here or there. The defense can take away this, and then you've got that. And I think that's where the 49ers right now are right now. And uh, that's really exciting. So next, time I'm gonna talk about some of those playmakers. We're gonna give out some game balls as well from week three. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. And when you're buying tickets to your favorite events, like a 49ers NFL football game, you sh- it, th- those events should not be stressful, right? You're trying to go out and have a good time. The procuring of tickets should not be something that is, is so difficult that it makes you not even want to go, or that it ruins your time. And with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have at an event with game time. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of your NFL games, your 49ers games, your football games, your uh baseball games, your basketball games, any sports, music, concerts, comedy, uh any theater near you, you can find tickets at Game Time or on the Game Time app. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you one hundred and ten percent of the difference. So, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account at uh, Locked On or at uh, Game Time and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm very excited about our latest sponsor because uh, I've used them so many times, DoorDash. Uh, If if you're missing the syrup for your pancakes in the morning or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer, with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. Love the convenience of DoorDash and, and getting exactly what you need right to your door. With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order just some last-minute cravings or whatever you need at any time of the day conveniently. You've trusted DoorDashes to deliver your uh, restaurant favorites and get dinner and lunch whenever you need it, but now you can get groceries delivered right to your door as well. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your DoorDash, by the way, with Locked on NFL promo code uh, up to $20 value when you use code locked on NFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code locked on NFL. Don't forget, that's code locked on NFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right. Uh, we got uh, Purdy. Does, does Purdy get a game ball or did the interceptable passes early in the game take that <laughs> game ball away from you? This first 300 yard game, Croc, 85% blitz rate against him.
1: And on top of that, I mean, you threw 37 passes, right? And how many times do you think that the 49ers are going to throw 37 passes in the game where they win by, what, 18 points? So we'll just, I, I want to say keep keep throwing and we'll give our game ball to some of these other pass catchers. And I'm pretty sure Brandon Ike's watching like, man, can I get in on this as well? 12 <laughs> targets to Debo Samuel, nine to George Kittle. What do we talk about in previous years? Like, there should not be a game where Debo Samuel and George Kittle don't get at least eight targets. And you just see what they do. The more targets you get, give them the impact that they have. I understand the 49ers offense, ball control, all that. These guys, all three of them, throw Ike in there as well. They each need eight targets per game and then everybody else can have whatever's left over
0: it was it was wild how many plays the 49ers ran in this game because the it was pretty clear early on that the the Giants run defense was awful and the 49ers were going to be able to run the ball and you kind of started seeing that and Kyle started calling more and more run plays and Christian McCaffrey's getting going a little bit and it was like oh this is going to be this is going to be a ground game right because they can't stop the run and they're blitzing the the pass like crazy because uh, you know, they're trying to get the 49ers off the field, trying to create a big play. And, uh but they ended up, they ended up throwing the ball. How many, how many attempts was it, Crock for Purdy? 40, no, 37.
1: 37.
0: Yeah, 37 total attempts, despite getting blitzed that many times in those 37 attempts. 310 yards, Purdy's first 300-yard game uh, in the NFL.
1: But McCaffrey- were they saying this, were they blitzing? Because it's like, hey, we are going to make Brock Purdy beat us. Like, So we're just going to load the block, block box. We're going to send guys. And if you run it, you're going to run into eight bodies. If you throw it, you better get the ball off quick. Do you think that's what it was? Like, hey, we want to make Brock Purdy beat us. And then he beat you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. No, that, that was 100% what it was. The, the, the Giants, I, I think rightly and smartly, looked at this game and said, look, this short week, on the road, home opener, and they're a better team than us. So how do we create an advantage? How do we create something for us? Well, this dude started 10 games in the NFL. Let's blitz them. Let's see if we can just throw all the pressure possible. It's what we do. It's what we do best anyway. So let's just go all the way in on it and, and see if we can create some big plays. And they almost did on that first drive, but it ended up you know not working because they they weren't able to create enough pressure and bother Purdy enough, especially after that first drive. And the 49ers were up to the challenge, but at the other, uh, at the same time, the 49ers ran the ball almost 40 times too. And you know there was a kneel down at the end from Sam Darnold that counts as a, as a, as a rush. But
1: Christian- there were a few from Brock Purdy too, a few kneel downs and yeah. like recovering a fumble. I think because I, I hit on underdog fantasy, and part of it was the I took the higher on Brock Purdy's rushing, and he technically had four carries even though he didn't have any carries. Oh, just rushing <laughs> attempts. Yeah, I took the over, the higher on his rushing attempts and it ended up being four. He got four, so I hit. But really, it was three nils like before the half or whatever, or something like that. And then, uh, like, falling on a fumble.
0: I got hurt on the rushing stuff because uh, I thought it'd be a Debo game, and Debo went off six catches for 129 yards through the air and a touchdown, 20, 21 and a half yards average. He was carrying dudes around vintage Debo game, but I thought he'd be involved in the run game a little bit because I thought there'd be less of Christian McCaffrey because of what Kyle Shanahan said during the week, short week, but Christian McCaffrey's uh higher lower was 17 and a half rushes and he had 18. So he got over that by a half and, and had five catches as well. So still 23 touches plus some incomplete passes thrown his way for Christian McCaffrey. So he was still very involved, but they still were able to give Elijah Mitchell 11 carries Jordan Mason at the end of the game, garbage time had three carries as well so they just ran a ton of plays on offense did the 49ers because they had the ball so much and you know why because they had 441 total yards compared to 150 total yards for the new york giants only 137 yards passing for daniel jones and i thought like the one thing you have is a a pretty athletic quarterback and that's one thing brian dable has been able to do with the giants is get his quarterback out there on the run and make some plays and, you know, be a problem for defenses. Daniel Jones carried it twice for five yards. So really like the giants just had nothing on offense to give them an opportunity to go beat the 49ers.
1: We talked about the usage of Christian McCaffrey. I was very critical of the 49ers, like saying, Hey, you need to give him a pretty much what I was saying was a lower percentage touches considering how many plays you, you run. So last week, he 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 touched the ball but 23 times right but they ran like 50 something plays and he was out there 100% of the snap this game he touched the ball 23 times but they ran over what 78 they ran 78 plays
0: yeah something so, like
1: that <laughs> you know we're talking about 30 more plays or you know however many like cool you want to get him like uh those touches winning that but you have uh you know 15 16 rushes from guys not named Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel, I am all for that. I'm just the the workload of last week where he's like, he plays 100% of the snaps. It's like, well, yeah, he's going to break down doing that. But if you're telling me he's getting rest, he's out for several snaps. There's, you know, 15, 16 other runs that he's not in for. That's not even including pass plays with Elijah Mitchell in there. I feel like that's more the way that his usage, usage should be.
0: Here's an interesting stat Uh, while we're talking about the quarterbacks real quick, um, or we were talking about the quarterbacks. Uh, This one from George Shahuri from pro football focus. There are only two quarterbacks with fewer than 10 big time throws as pro football focus calls them over the last two seasons, only two quarterbacks with fewer than 10 big time throws over the last two seasons, but that also have a 70 plus pff passing grade over those same two seasons those two quarterbacks were playing tonight: brock purdy and daniel jones i wonder if uh they added to the big time throw percentage and i don't think uh i don't think daniel jones did but maybe brock purdy did and uh some folks in the chat said their favorite throw was actually the incomplete pass to um to christian mccaffrey
1: yeah, that was sweet.
0: I, I think my favorite throw was probably the one to Debo Samuel. Again, getting pressured, gave his guy a chance, threw it out there, back shoulder, of corner of the end zone. Debo went up, stole a guy's chain, and it was a touchdown. Uh, that, that one I liked quite a bit.
1: I, so we got three different plays that people like, right? Like you love the Debo one, they love the Christian McCaffrey one, and I love the Kittle one. And the reason why I love the De- Kittle one is because <laughs> to throw that from the pocket, it was like a far-hash throw. The trajectory has to have like it has to have a very specific amount of air on it, and it can only drop in one spot. But it has to come down before the defender can come over top. But it has to be high enough to get over that underneath defender. So like just the difficulty of that throw—that's what made it my favorite. But yeah, yeah, I mean that. Come on, you can't go wrong with either one of those.
0: I mean that it's we've talked so much about Purdy saying we got to move on and give out the rest of our game balls, but that's what's so impressive about him is just how. How in tune. In fact, you know what? That, that brings up one of my points. My next game ball I'm going to give out. And uh, in fact, we're going to give out the, all the rest of our game balls next, Croc. But one I want to give out that is kind of an all encompassing game ball for a lot of what we're seeing right now with the San Francisco 49ers team. Next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I uh, just missed on a couple of my prize picks picks for the 49ers-Giants game. No running totals for Daniel Jones. I did not see that one coming. Um, McCaffrey just barely went over for the carries total because the 49ers played so many snaps, and the running game was flat out working in this one. So Kyle really wanted to stick with the ground game, uh, even though he ended up throwing the ball a whole bunch of times as well. Uh price picks is the most fun you will have playing daily fantasy this year. You can win up to 25 times your money as well. I did that last week so far, Thursday nighter. I, I came up empty because I didn't get those two stats, but I was uh I was good on the Debo. I, I thought it was gonna be a Debo game and I was good on the on the receptions as well for George Kittle. You can turn ten dollars, by the way, into $250 with just a few taps, less than 60 seconds to make an entry at price picks and not only tons of NFL. Stats that you can pick the more or less than projected stat number on throughout the week three schedule, but tons of other sports as well at prize picks. And all you got to do is visit slash locked on NFL to join up or download the app and use code locked on NFL for a, pers- a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to 100 hundred dollars price picks daily fantasy sports made easy i want to give out a game ball crock to the 49ers coaching staff not just kyle shanahan and steve Wilkes, but the position coaches as well because you look up and down the san francisco 49ers roster and you see brock purdy who brock purdy is a better nfl football player than he was a college football player like period right I think
1: that's the part that where there's a lot of like what he, you know, last pick in the draft and all this. And I think you summed it up perfect. And I haven't heard anyone word it that way. He is a better NFL quarterback than he was college.
0: Like the tape is the tape, and Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. He was a seventh round pick for a reason. You watch the tape, you're like, okay, Brock Purdy, you're like cool. Uh, but you didn't see this coming for Brock Purdy. George Kittle, much better NFL player than he was a college player. But Ronnie Bell. We looked at the Ronnie Bell tape. We're like, I you know, fine, I guess. I don't know. Maybe bottom of the roster. Maybe he'll make the team. He comes out there, and it's like, who's Brandon Ayuk? I'm going to go score a touchdown on my first-ever <laughs> target in the NFL, right? Uh, he's blocking people. He's getting out of his breaks, I think, better than we saw him in the college game. I feel like he's separating better in the NFL versus better competition than he did in college. Um, Aaron Banks, right? What he's done – from what we saw on his college tape to being just non-existent in his rookie year couldn't get on the field to having a much better second year now looking really good in his third year um I mean even Christian McCaffrey has played better on the 49ers John Lynch this offseason was like man we I mean they obviously traded a lot to get Christian McCaffrey John Lynch was like dude Christian McCaffrey's even better than we thought he was going to be and he is so perfect for Kyle Shanahan's offense right and seeing uh, how much it matters to him on every single snap for every single yard. Though These are impressive things. And so I just want to shout out the entire coaching staff for getting the most out of guys. And, and it's, it's not, it's a theme now for the 49ers to draft guys on day three that are better NFL players than they were college
1: football players. Yeah, they're doing an amazing job. And the interesting thing with that is in, it might have to do some with like, who the guys are and the culture, of this team, because I've talked about it before. You know, when I got to the NFL, I realized really quick, the coaching staff does not tr- really develop you in a sense of ability. Like that's going to come with offseason training, uh, working with personal trainers and things like that. And then being able to retain that information and then utilize it, the NFL, it's mostly a mental game. And they tell you that, right? 90% mental, 10% physical, because everybody's physically gifted at that level. So uh, when you see what's going on here and you see guys improving, uh, a lot of it has to do with just buying in to whatever the 49ers are are selling.
0: Coach T says you trashed the wide receiver from Michigan, Crock, uh, in your in your post draft evaluation. We we didn't love like he's a seventh round pick, so it's like whatever he's a seventh round guy for a reason. But I didn't really see this from like he he literally looks better uh. in all, every aspect of his game.
1: What did I say, Kyle him would love about him, uh,
0: his he, uh, his willingness to block.
1: His willingness to block, right? Like so, that stands out the most. Outside of that, like he's not. I had somebody, you know, I was in the Bleacher Report, you know, live doing my live stream with Bleacher Report, and somebody was like, he when when Ayuk moves on, like he could be replaced. Like he's not Ayuk, he's not Debo. Like he's not that. Like he's more a replacement for Juwan Jennings who Juwan Jennings is somebody I probably wouldn't care too much for when he was coming out, but it's also like, with you can find free agent
0: Juwan Jennings, by the way, you said what uh, also going to be a free agent.
1: Right. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if, if you're telling me he could replace him as the wide receiver three and, you know, catch 30 passes, then like, yeah. Like, okay. I'm not saying the guy but is like,
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, I, we saw this in the chat as well. Uh, a little bit here earlier that, uh, yeah, it's like, Oh, let Iuke walk. And it's like actually I made the joke on Twitter. Did this the Spider-Man meme, right? Where they're pointing at each other. It's like Brandon Ayuk and, and Ronnie Bell. But let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. But, but I, I just love the the physicality. And I, I thought maybe because Chris Connolly member was running ahead of him in camp. I thought because they elevated Chris Connolly from the fifth from the practice squad to the fifty-three that he might leapfrog him and actually get the start in in place of uh in place of Iuk. But it was Ronnie Bell. So they have confidence in the rookie too. And and he's Shout out to his dad, who's, who's his co- who was a coach, right? I think a wide receivers coach somewhere in college. Is he not? Uh, Ronnie, you know dad?
1: Uh, I, I, did, I did hear that he is a coach. I don't remember at what level, but I remember that during the process.
0: So, yeah, he's, he's a well-coached guy. He came in the league ready to, to play some football. Uh, Brian Middlecoff says, is this about the Niners picking the high-character guys or the guys that fit their scheme and type of play? I think there's some of that late in the drafts. I think they're picking guys that are wired correctly because the – the height, weight, speed guys that are the first round types are kind of already off the board, and so they just have to pick like John Lynch is like picking dudes like him on day three. I think <laughs> that's a big part of it, right? It's those types of guys. He's like, who's the like he he under he was that guy, so he understands it, and and I think that's a big part of why they're hitting so much on those late round picks.
1: I still would have liked to see At Perry even over Bill. So Bill's sweet, he's doing a good job right now. But if you told me and not name Bill, it's At Perry.
0: I'd be like, yeah, yep. It'd be fun. <laughs> T Perry doesn't draft or doesn't block as well, but he uh, he he goes up and gets the ball down the field. I wonder what he's doing. I haven't checked in on what he's doing this year. In uh,
1: Kyle said, you can't block, can't <laughs> play. No no block, no rock. <laughs> no, no skinny
0: guys, no skinny tall guys that wide. Um, so uh, we're at. So Purdy got a game ball. Uh I gave a game ball to the coaches. I'm giving Debo Samuel for sure a game ball. His output in this one, he was big. He was the 49ers' biggest weapon in this game. 129 yards receiving. He had a couple of carries as well. I don't know if he got yeah, he only had two yards receiving. Um I thought I thought we might see a little bit more wide back actually in this one, but six catches, 129 yards, carrying dudes. Vintage Debo Samuel loves love seeing that part of Debo. Who you got? Uh game balls before we go, Craig?
1: You you said vintage Debo Samuel while I was watching just how he was doing it, and then the contested catch in the end zone, I'm wondering if that's the best version of Debo I've ever seen. Because this the the run after catch tonight was drastically different. I mean, he not just broke a tackle. It's like he broke a tackle, and he's like, is he going to score? Like, it's like, then he, like, broke a tackle, he gets 10 more yards. Then he breaks another tackle, picks up another five, like, drags guys. I mean, this was probably the best version of Debo that I've seen. And then the contested catch, I feel like we get one or the other. It's like, he might give us a contested catch, or more times than I, he gives us kind of the run-after-catch type stuff. And he kind of got the, the offense going, I think, early on. Kyle, it was clear, like, okay, they're, they're pressuring. What are we going to do? They start throwing the ball more laterally than vertically, a lot mm-hmm. of screens. Well, Debo kind of set that off with his screen and breaking tackles. And I'm like, I think this guy's going to take it to the house. Yeah. Right? So, um, might be the best version of Debo. But here we go. I'll give a game ball to uh, Nick Bosa. You know, I think we've kind of been – right. definitely me, I'm like – got to get in that shape, got to get in that shape. And tonight it was like, okay, I get a sack, even though kind of came clean. It's like they forgot to block the best player on defense, but he gets a sack. And I thought even outside of that, he was kind of tormenting the quarterback. This is off the heels of being the highest graded pass rusher against the Rams. But terrific job by Nick Bosa. Finally got home, and I think it's kind of, it's time to say, all right, I, th- I think he's ready to go.
0: Excuse me. Ronnie Bell was for sure a, a game ball. I don't know if we mentioned that. We talked about Ronnie Bell. We say game ball officially. So Ronnie Bell, game ball. Uh, you talking about sacks. I'm going to give a, a game ball to the other guy that got a sack in this one. And one of the newest 49ers, Javon Hargrave. Straight. That was one of the most. um He, he the, the the there was a there's a man there was another grown man 300 pounds in front of him. He said, "You're getting the hell out of my way," and I'm going. That way, directly through you and into the quarterback. And I love seeing that. So, Javon Hargrave, he gets a game ball for me.
1: Uh, I want to give a game ball really to the entire 49er defense and just what they did to bottle up Daniel Jones. I mean, you look at Daniel Jones' numbers, the box score. For a quarterback that threw 32 passes, you had 137 yards. And i say half of his completions were like three-yard passes to – uh, paris campbell <laughs> on, on little quick outs i mean do they have the
0: the the like do they have the most do they have like the the biggest plethora of like wide receiver threes in the nfl every time one of these guys names was called i was like they like what do we what, what are you guys doing there roster building wise slayton paris campbell wandale robinson uh, Isaiah Hodgins, I don't know if, if Jalen Hyatt was ever even on the field. I thought they might try a couple of deep balls with him. I, I, I don't think he got targeted in this game. Uh, he, he was on the field. He just didn't get targeted. Like, what are you even doing there? Like, nobody – who they, they have no ones or twos. They just have all threes and fours. And, and, and like, and they're all kind of – like, one guy doesn't really ever get going because they're always just, like, rotating them in the game. I, I, I don't really know what the plan is there. And, you know, Daniel Jones is a pretty mediocre quarterback in the first place. So, uh, honestly, I got to credit Brian Dable for how well he did with this team last year because I think they overachieved. The, The New York Giants aren't a good football team.
1: I thought that they were... They, they look like, yeah, they overachieved last year. They made the playoffs, and they were supposed to be that next-up team, right? It's like, you know the big dogs. It's the Eagles. It's the 49ers. It's the Cowboys. And then you're trying to figure out, okay, like, who else is going to be kind of in the mix? And you throw names out there like, oh, the Giants. Here they come. The Seahawks. And I don't know. You look at the Giants. You might be able to cross them off that list yeah, like real quick. But ball, I know he's a good coach, but it feels like with all his receivers, there's really no plan. Like, there's no – there is no um like this is what we want to do with you, and you do this different than the other guys. They threw a few passes to Darren Waller, and that's the, that's supposed to be the guy. Like that's supposed to be the one. That's supposed to be the wide receiver one, right? And I thought that the quarterback was just way off target, even throwing to a six six guy with a huge catch radius.
0: Yeah, and I didn't think Waller really looked like vintage Waller either. He looked. Yeah, it's going to be a rough year, I think, for the Giants, who are who are now one and two on the season. Um, I, I, maybe we can talk about this a little bit more in the rewatch. Maybe we'll tease a little bit. I want to talk to you about how the the defensive backs were a little bit more aggressive. There was a lot of a lot more press in this game than I expected to see, and so I think I think that's a good one to to sort of um tease for next time when we come back after the weekend maybe do a rewatch. talk about some of the the things we missed in this game that maybe we didn't see um everyone in the chat i gotta address this before we go croc everyone wants to give a game ball to money moody did you make money on moody did you because you used them all over your uh your prize picks plays last week did you have any any moody money this week because uh the folks want moody what do you think
1: De- definitely. He still is 100 percent So he's doing awesome. I did not have him in any uh I don't know why I didn't, but uh he's he's been awesome. I did do Gano and he came through. He had two field goal kicks, so he kind of yeah. worked for me, but it
0: felt like a, a field goal game for the uh for the Giants for sure. Yeah. Moody three of three, nine of nine now for the season. Right? Money, yeah. money moody. Nine of nine, Money Moody. He's hitting from 57 yards. He's one of one from 50 plus. He's two of two from 40 to 49. He's two of two from 30 to 39. He's four of four from 20 to 29 yard field goals. Perfect nine for nine for Money Moody. Uh, the team's rolling right now, Croc. And now get a little mini buy to get healthy. You don't have to worry about rest for Christian McCaffrey now. You made it through this one. Get the mini buy. You hopefully get uh, Brandon Ayuk back for the next one against the Arizona Cardinals in week four. It's a good feeling right now to be 3-0 and for the San Francisco 49ers with a lot of time to get healthy and really hit the meat of your season win. You know, week five, got the Cowboys, got the Cincinnati Bengals coming up, got the Cleveland Browns coming up pretty soon. Those are going to be more formidable opponents than I think the 49ers have seen yet this season. So it should be a lot of fun. And, of course, Crock and I are here with you every step of the way. Every single day here on Locked On 49ers. Appreciate all the everydayers, all the folks jumping in the live chat. And Croc and I will be back Monday, right here, Locked On 49ers.